0: The Tankathon continues among the NHL's worst tonight as the Arizona Coyotes and Chicago Blackhawks meet once again. Who wins in the race to the bottom? We're going to answer that on today's episode of Locked on Coyotes.
1: Your Locked on Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to the show everybody. This episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook. of lockdown, make every moment more with FanDuel. I'm Robin Leonio. that's Carl Pavlock. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms including on YouTube. It's a game day for the Arizona Coyotes up against the Chicago Blackhawks in the Windy City. As uh, as I mentioned the, the two among some of the two worst teams in the NHL, I say among because they are not the two absolute worst. There are some they're among the top bottom among the bottom five. I think Chicago still might be the worst, but right now, but uh, among the bottom four, even.
1: Columbus is the the worst right now? Um the Chicago Blackhawks are definitely the worst team in the central division, five points below the Arizona Coyotes. Although they have played two fewer games, so who knows where things are going to end up when the season ends. Now let's keep in mind the last time
0: these two teams played each other, Chicago just gave Arizona a beating. <laughs> it was like um I think I think we know which team's tanking. And I know we, you know, you know, Gary Bettman will we hate us using the word tank. He apparently no teams tank, Carl.
1: Yeah, no, no teams tank. This this doesn't happen. Do not believe your lying eyes. Um, I, it is definitely a cliche to say that the players don't tank. Um, the the general managers do. They make things as bad as possible, and I wouldn't be surprised if they make things worse for either of these t- these two teams. Uh, because we did see a, a pretty large trade earlier today. Could that be the start of a cascading like trade series? And you know both the Chicago Blackhawks and the Arizona coyotes have two pretty big pieces that could be moved at the, before the deadline.
0: Yeah, you know I think thinking about that is now that you know some of the trades have come into effect, it we're getting we're getting close to there. Um, we talked about the Jacob Chicken trade and how close that one is. Is you know what is what is going on and um, essentially like what uh, what Carl was referencing is uh, another Central Division team has traded away one of their big time players. These with the St. Louis Blues trading away Vladimir Tarasenko to the Rangers. Um, yeah. That's pretty huge. That honestly, Carl, I do think that probably is that first domino to drop and when we see a teams like Arizona and Chicago play into things, we, we remember what's go, like, you know, what these two teams are tanking teams um, in terms of the GM standpoint and the stars are going to be shipped out.
1: Yeah. And like, I have seen Patrick Kane's name come up quite a bit uh, past couple of days he is definitely a player that is likely to be shipped out. I don't know how much he has left in the tank, but probably enough for a competing team to, to see what he can do. Um, maybe add some secondary support, like having Patrick Kane as your secondary offense. Isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, so yeah, I, I do kind of wonder GM's tank could Either of these two be like, "Hey, we're about to play a major rival. Let's ship out one of our best players. Let's make that deal happen today, rather than tomorrow."
0: To yeah, absolutely, and I think that can really change the dynamic of the of the game. It would be in it would be you know unlikely, but it would be really interesting to see both happen the same day, like both Chikrin and Kane just somehow get shipped out like okay um so yeah everything gary bettman is telling us apparently is not pro- de- definitely not right
1: <laughs> i mean yeah i don't think anyone would complain <clears throat> if the jacob chikrin and uh and patrick kane trades happened on the same day my entire feed is full of people complaining that the NHL trade deadline is not fun like basketball's. Uh so although this isn't even the trade deadline. Like, no, we're still about what a month away. A month away, yeah. So I, I I don't know what's going on. Usually we see these kind of trades like before the All-Star break, but you know, it, it just takes one and then the market heats up.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, other than that though, like, you know, what are maybe some things that from these, from the uh, Chicago Blackhawks or from the storyline of these two teams playing against each other that we had to keep in mind? I know there was something that you talked about, you know, before we recorded, not really related to the two teams as it stands now, I mean, a little bit in some ways, but a trade that happened years and years ago, um, between these two teams that, uh, an asset that the Coyotes still have.
1: Yeah, uh, the the Schmaltz for Strome and Perlini. Always forget to throw Perlini in there. Um, trade is definitely paying off dividends. Nick Schmaltz has been really good this season. He looks good with Keller, which is you know the player they acquired him to play with. Uh, although a few years of talk, it made that happen less. Um, and the other pieces, both Strome and Perlini... Strome walked away for nothing. I don't think they got much for Perlini. So it was definitely won that trade. Oh, absolutely.
0: Um, and especially when you get a player like Schmaltz, who has become a co- part of the, this uh, Coyotes core.
1: Yeah. Although I will say this, looking at the Chicago end, they still have Connor Murphy. So did Chicago win the Murphy for Yarmelson trade?
0: no because i i I believe that yarmulsen did more than his job with arizona for the few years that he was there until he ended up retiring
1: yeah i mean not discounting Yarmelson. he he definitely did great things for the coyotes he was an important leader he was a great like defensive defenseman he kept that blue line anchored but like I, I honestly did not expect Connor Murphy to still be playing now. Uh, I thought he was kind of overhyped in Arizona and he continued to prove me wrong every year since uh, going to Chicago, um, which is something I love. I love when players go off and be better than I thought they could be.
0: Oh, absolutely. It makes it, you know, I think I, it's the whole change of scenery thing, right? You know, like, yeah, you, right. You, you see team a, a player that you're rooting for was like yeah i'm rooting for you but are you really gonna do that well and then he's like oh you know what after changing and getting a different just the like good you know different city different team like system. Different system different system you you pairings. really kicked into it yeah and like that's awesome to see
1: yeah I mean, definitely happy to see Kyra Murphy doing well, living the dream in Chicago.
0: Is he a star? No, but he is a, you know, he's been on the team for long enough. He's been, he's like a, like an anchor depth piece, right? Like where he's like, he's there, you know, he's a depth piece and he, they're in a, secure way right that the chicago blacks have been able to rely on him to be that death piece for so many years
1: yeah he is a veteran presence for them now which is again just really weird to think about like i remember him not playing particularly great uh with keith yandel picking up some of yandel's bad habits went to chicago and seems to have completely evolved his game and taken several steps forward He's not Seth Jones, but he is a staple on the Blackhawks.
0: Absolutely. Well, what we're going to do, though, is we're going to take a look into into tonight's matchup, Arizona Coyotes versus Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, once again, that, that game time is going to be at uh, 630 Arizona time. Uh, we're going to get to all oh, that in just a moment. But first, we're going to take a quick word from our sponsors on the show today. And this year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they are, in fact, the number one sports book in America. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Right now on FanDuel, if you download it, you can get uh, your—you know—you can make—you can make a bet on Super Bowl Fifty Seven with a no-sweat first bet if your bet doesn't win you get uh, up to $3000 back in bonus bets just an absolute great deal to have if you are a if uh, you if you're, if you're a sports better Vandal lets you bet on everything from the money line to to point spreads to who will score a touchdown uh i'm looking at a, you know a nice parlay that you know that travis Kelsey is going to get a touchdown patrick mahomes over 300 yards you know, things that are, that are just going to be going to absolutely make me some money. But the FanDuel Sports Book app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. So you don't have to wait a couple days. You don't have to wait, whatever. It comes in instantly. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash lockdown to clam your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That is fanduel.com slash lockdown. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So let's look ahead to tonight, Carl. Uh, some we're going to look at things to look out for in keys of the game, right? So let's start off with uh, things to look out for on both sides. What, okay. like what, what, what what's the, what, are the what, what would you, you know, pin as the biggest thing to look out for? for the Arizona Coyotes against the Chicago Blackhawks team.
1: I mean, these are two really bad teams. Uh so I'm always looking for just some kind of edge. Mm-hmm. Like I want them to do something right. Because you can't expect either of these teams to have a perfect game, but if they could just do one thing better than their opponent, they could win. Um, hopefully for the Coyotes, I think five on five play could be it because we know they're not great at special teams. So if they, you know, be on the lookout for like Nick Bukestad to lead the way for five on five play.
0: Nick Bukestad is definitely one of those players to watch out for. Um, You know, I believe, you know, since since winter has kicked in, since the colder weather started to go come, uh, he's really, uh, you know, he's really shown himself and he's really become, you know, a staple. And I think, Especially at the trade deadline coming up, maybe he wants to you know boost that value a little bit more. See if he can, uh, you know, we can see what we can get out of him. That really,
1: yeah. I mean, we talked about it more last season than this, but like the Coyotes are a perfect team for you to like really show what you can do. And Bukestad is a player who is taking advantage of that this season uh if he hasn't earned a trade out of Arizona he has earned a contract extension i can tell you that
0: oh yeah absolutely and i and i think that's the really the really cool thing that what we talked about last year still applies to this because you know improving your value in either trade value or proving your value for contract um what's interesting is you know In the sense of Shane Gosta's period, it's a possibility they could go both. (laughs) Um, For example, right for Shane Gosta's period, because it's like everyone know everyone anticipates him getting traded, but he also really loves Arizona. That after that's done, he might come back, like, or he just decides to to stick around and and get an extension. Like,
1: yeah, but I mean with Gosta's fair that injury though it it's just the worst timing for him yeah uh said perfect opportunity for him to really just like go anywhere you want almost because he has a very friendly deal like it is going to be no problem for any team to pick him up um and like slot him into your third line have him be like this year's Antoine Vermette
0: yeah, it's it, it it it's it's definitely very possible, um, and I think what's really cool in a sense like this is someone will pick him up, and people would be like, "Wait a minute, how come we didn't think about this? Because yeah. how did he just fall fall under the radar?" And it's because he plays for the Coyotes. It's the teams that are actually paying attention, because there are teams out there pre- pre- very likely, you know, outside of Jacob Chikrin and you know. Shane got to and a couple other people, right? There's like that just aren't paying attention to the coyotes as a whole. It's yeah. like, yeah, you know, whatever. So someone is paying attention and they pick up a guy like Nick Bukestad and he plays a really great couple of games with that team. And like, wait a minute, how do we not pay? How did we not know this?
1: Yeah. Uh, although I would also be fine um, because the, the coyotes got to turn the corner sooner or later. Like he seems like he'd be a good player to, to stick around. Like have him be just like a leader on the ice. Don't give him like a long term deal, but you know, two, three years could be could be definitely worth it.
0: Absolutely. Um, let's 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 talk a little bit though about other like something to watch out for in Chicago side, right? Because this is again, it's another team that's just well, we're two really bad teams. <laughs> yeah. Right. So um I'm i I'm a kind of person, Carl, that sticks to, that likes to stick to the you know the narrative of the two of, the, of those two guys. And we mentioned one of them, right, and Patrick Kane, yeah. um, the two guys that have been part of the organization for such a long time, and see what what they do in these in these next few weeks. And again, again, the other person being Jonathan Taves, um, Taves is probably going to. You know either one the stay, with Kane the one to be out but those two are li- always linked together
1: yeah two two big ones I am gonna throw out a little bit of a stealth name for you though um Jason Dickinson is coming into tonight's game with a three game goal or a three game goal streak he had two points in his last game he's kind of the Nick Buke stead for Chicago because you know, He's played Dallas, Vancouver. This is his first year looking to be his best year. Like we talk about the Coyotes having like that chance for success. Like you are absolutely right. They have two really big names, but other than that, like you can claim your spot if you're on the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, As we're seeing with former Coyote Max Domi, who is another player that we should watch out for because it's always former Coyotes.
0: Oh, especially because we know that uh, the Domi name in general just carries weight in terms of, oh, pay attention, it's going to be a physical game.
1: Yeah, pay attention to Domi, because he is going to make you pay attention to him. Uh, So definitely a player to watch out for.
0: Absolutely. Um, And really, really quickly, let's go through keys to the game in terms of what's but, you know the important you know the coyotes do to win a game um, um and you a little bit is that 5 on 5 play um that's definitely one i think i really think it goes without saying to carl the starts right cuz like we've seen so many times in which they starts Um, a bad start will end up leading to those games in which they take so many penalties.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, bad starts also lead to giving up a lot of goals and then they're chasing from, like, the second period when they really start to wake up.
0: Yeah, and I don't know, like, see, like, I may enjoy cardiac coyotes, but not too much, please. You know, not too much. I do enjoy just a regular heart rate every now and then. Um, Also, remember, it's the Coyotes versus the Blackhawks. There's nothing to go crazy about in terms of a game like that.
1: (laughs) Or it could be the craziest game imaginable. Because, you know, two bad teams, anything could happen. Um, Which, you know, definitely agree, starts important good way to control the game uh i'm gonna say key is gonna be goaltending because you know the melka really kept the, the coyotes in against the wild they goaltending doesn't win every game for the coyotes but if the coyotes are winning there's they're probably getting some solid goaltending at least
0: yeah you know I- i'm really glad that we're able to talk about corral melka in that sense because the beginning of the year we were a little worried. yeah
1: I mean he he is definitely, you know there there's been times where he's looked shaky and as Ingram has started to improve, I think Vimelka has improved. Uh, I, I do still kind of think that he does play better when he has like a solid backup who he knows that he can rely on.
0: or a solid 1B tandem. That he knows that can easily replace them at any given moment,
1: yeah, definitely
0: that that's the best I mean that's a potentially a way to think about it is because that leads to competition and makes you play better. Um, I know a lot of players will refuse to admit or refuse to admit, or admit publicly that that is what's going on like competition no there's no competition i'm definitely the starter um but you know it's like a, a thing that's better left on uns- that's better unsaid but it's, we know it's there
1: i mean yeah for for some i always thought like a goaltender like mike smith never played well with competition like he needed to be the starter um I kind of feel like Marc-Andre Fleury is a little bit the same way. Like he seems to play better when he is like definitively the guy. I, I am not sure where Vimelka is on that. Um, just because he, he played well when he had competition from Wedgwood. I don't think he has the same competition from Ingram this this season. I think it's more of like a a support versus a compete. Um, But he is doing well as well um, with him. So maybe Maka's is just a a good goaltender all around. Who knows?
0: Yeah, who knows? I think uh, we, we, we we still have a relatively small sample size. We'll, we'll keep paying attention to that, but that's definitely good. Bringing it up.
1: Very small sample size. Uh, We, we don't even have like AHL members. The fact that the Coyotes just plucked melka out of nowhere, we're, we're both just like, I, I don't know, I don't know how to draw from this, unless I want to get really in depth in the Czech second league.
0: Yeah, we'd have to, we'd have to go pretty deep into it. It's like, I could, it would require hours of me searching. Um, I don't have the time for that right now. We would also probably
1: have to learn to a new language. Cause I doubt there's much English language coverage again, the second league in Chechia. Oh,
0: I'll find somebody who can, uh, who can help us.
1: If it, out, out there, if you're a listener and you, you can read and translate um, that language, let us know.
0: Absolutely. Let us know. But in just a little bit, we're going to get to our fan predictions of the game. We're going to uh, talk about who's going to win and what odds are uh, we going to be betting against on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. So let's go ahead and get to our FanDuel picks of the game, Carl. It feels good to say FanDuel picks of the game. It's nice. It rolls yeah. off the tongue pretty well. Yeah. FanDuel picks of the game. FanDuel picks of the game. Arizona Coyotes are point and a half underdogs wait no they're not they're point and a half favorites i'm sorry i um i'm so You're... used to saying that at, at this point that i force
1: of habit yeah force of habit
0: crivers on <laughs> the coyotes are point and a half favorites at plus 205 uh money line, uh favorited minus 118 total points at six points
1: hmm. It is it is nice to have one of the few occasions where the Coyotes are the favorites. Um, honestly, this is definitely one of those games where, like I said, it could be crazy. It could be a slog. We don't know, um, which makes it very difficult to predict. Uh, so here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say the final score is 5-2, and I'm not going to predict a winner.
0: 5-2 and not going to predict a winner. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be with you in the sense that it goes over okay. the six points. I think this is kind of a game that's just going to be kind of stupid. You know, I think goaltending might be a little shaky in this game. True sure. By sure. both sides. Yeah. Um, And we're going to see some weird efforts. I'm going to say it's going to be a... Five to four. Chicago Blackhawks win.
1: Five for Chicago. Okay. Regulation, overtime, shootout. Overtime. Overtime. Okay. Okay.
0: Who gets
1: the OT winner?
0: Who gets the OT winner? I'm taking a look at uh at other FanDuel uh, props too. That way I can make a bet on it. I'm going to give that goal to uh, you. Know what would be really fun, actually, make it just make it fun. I'm going to use a name that uh, that you brought up earlier um, for 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 Chicago and uh, Jason Dickinson.
1: Jason Dickinson, okay. Jason
0: okay. Dickinson is going to have the OT winner for the Chicago Blackhawks.
1: I was looking up and down the roster um, for Chicago. Uh, Max Domi leads with 14 goals. Um, Tases also has 14, but a name that you may not expect. Taylor, is it Taylor Radish? Radish? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And also has 14.
1: Uh, 24-year-old. Uh, 6'3 is a right wing. I, you know, I, I I predict he gets a, a goal. Uh, let me just check to make sure he's not injured. I do not believe he is. He is not. So, yeah, that that is going to be my prediction.
0: So I took a look at um, the correct score of the 60. So the 60-minute correct score of this game. So at that point, it would be... Four to four. Let me see if I, if I, if it shows up on here. No, it doesn't show up on here, which would be at plus two sixty. Uh mm. would under which is any other score. Um, I'm having fun with, with with some of these odds, Carl. Um and I'm gonna I'm gonna go your route here, right? what was your score?
1: Uh five two.
0: Five two, but you didn't predict a winner. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna give the odds for both sides of a five two. A five two Chicago Blackhawks win is plus twenty five hundred. Okay. And a five two Arizona Coyotes win is plus twenty three hundred.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: So a a ten dollar bet can wage you two hundred and thirty dollars.
1: <laughs> for uh yeah, for the very specific score of five two
0: you know you can have some you again you can have some fun you can have some fun with Fandle. it makes it really fun
1: yeah yeah definitely
0: um i really oh, i always love doing it but any other predictions in this game
1: <sighs> nah i got i got my two predictions one of them a half prediction i don't want i like i said this is an unpredictable game uh, i i do not know what is going to happen i am hoping that i will be pleasantly surprised
0: i think i think we should definitely have uh have some fun at it um because again the tankathon is on yes anyways though we're out of time of this episode of locked on coyotes if you like what you heard don't forget to leave a review like comment subscribe if you have yet to already we're available everywhere you get your podcast including on youtube don't forget to interact with us on social media We're on facebook facebook.com slash locked on coyotes on instagram at locked on coyotes and on twitter at lo underscore coyotes I'm personally at Robin underscore Leano. It's Robin with the Y underscore L-E-A-N-O. Carl Pavlock is at Carl Pavlock F-F-H. And with As a question that you might have, we'll answer right back or in a future episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for having us and listening to this episode. Hope you guys staying safe out there. Hope you guys staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.